Hi everyone, this is your host for The Regacy Show and today, tonight, we have a really amazing guest and before we actually touch on this guest, we want to actually thank our sponsor for tonight. Our sponsor for tonight is Renown. Renown is a growth-focused digital marketing company that combines disruptive creatives data-driven decisions, and fundamental business unit economics to turn struggling businesses into thriving brands. And the person that is here with us tonight is none other than Daryl Cole. But before we actually go into this, I, I just want to ask you guys, you know, how many of you believe that branding and digital marketing is important for your business well i believe that business without branding and digital marketing is like a fish without water entrepreneurs and owners of businesses of any size know that driving more traffic sales and leads is of the utmost importance but many continue to struggle with the best ways to do that and to identify that ever-changing best practices to build a recognizable brand maximize exposure and gain recognition for the products and services they offer well tonight we've invited an incredible digital marketing and advertising expert his name is none other than daryl cole daryl cole is a co-founder of renown and he brings his clients more than five years of experience in the digital marketing industry helping brands drive online revenue growth his ability to foresee future trends and adapt his client's marketing strategy to leverage the tailwinds of change gives him a competitive advantage to grow revenue and increase the profitability of the businesses he serves. Now, the crowning achievement of his relentless pursuit of marketing excellence has been helping multiple small to medium enterprises grow their year-over-year revenue by a stunning 20%, a stunning 200% to 400% while increasing their profitability. Some of his most startling <laughs> case studies include bathing retailer Haven Lux exceeded $1 million in sales within nine months. Clothing e-tailer Wastelab.co increased its annual revenue by 200% while increasing ROAS from 3.2 times to 8.6 times. And Drueller Hoseki exceeded $1 million in sales within 15 months. Wow, this is really incredible. And now, <laughs> without further ado, let's welcome this amazing guest into the show. Hey, Daryl. Thanks for hey. the great introduction. Hey. No, I, I would say thank you for, you know, wanting to be a part of this podcast episode. And it's our honor and pleasure to have you here as well. Wow. So how, how have you been, man? Good. Uh, recently just attended a uh, direct-to-consumer summit with a lot of high-level people. So oh. met like the founders of like, Prism, uh, Bounce Back, all great uh, marketers as well. Wow, nice. Yeah. Wow. Where where was this held at? Uh at um Capital uh Hotel. Yeah. Capital Hotel. Near like City Hall there. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I mean, like, uh, having you here is really my honor. Um, able to get you to actually share some insights and wisdom about digital marketing and advertising is going to be a game changer for my podcast and for my audience that's tuning in right now as well. I could see uh, our fellow Rainmaker, Richard Giam is actually oh, on the house listening. Oh, and also at the same time, um, I have a few other people from Singapore and other parts of the world, like US, they are actually tuning in right now. Hello to all of you. All right, so um, I'm pretty sure some people, after I've actually, I've actually introduced you, but some of them, they still do not know much about you. So do you, uh, can you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Um, so uh, besides like running Renown as well as Hoseki, uh, I think I'm just a very passionate marketer who like started back in uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, reading, uh, I think I got inspired by Gary V as well. Reading his oh, book, wow. like Jab, Jab, Right Hook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from there, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I just continued reading on to learn more about uh, advertising and got deeper and deeper into uh, how do we uh, make you, how do we understand more about how like, what makes people tick and the psychology behind uh, how to get people to buy online. Okay. Well, so I'm pretty sure you have actually executed it and you're not just jab and you already right hook so many times. So that's why your, your uh, partnerships with Hoseki, with Renown and all the other brands that we have actually mentioned like Heaven Lux as well have grew from you know starting from a just a startup and all the way until 200 to 400 percent of sales man well you know i'm pretty sure everyone who's tuning in they are going to be am amazed by your techniques and tactics later on which we're going to talk a lot more about it um in in a short while and i just want to ask you right you know i mean since you actually mentioned about gary v's chap chap Jeb right yeah. hook that book. Uh, what are the what are the things that you have actually learned from it that that inspired you to actually kickstart your, uh, you know, your entrepreneurship journey to this date? Oh, I think it's the it's about looking out for opportunities mm -hmm. and trying to find a gap where you can fit your skill set or. Um, uh, and start small, fail fast, and don't be afraid to like just do it. Yeah. Mm. So after like reading his book, I, I mean, in between then as well, like when in 2016, 2017, when I was traveling to Bali often to doing to do bartending competitions. When I was there, I actually discovered um, how difficult it is to get like shaker tins, which bartender uses uh, in Bali. Okay. And there was a huge demand for it. So whenever I flew there for competitions, I would import them from US to Singapore, pack them into my little luggage, and then uh, sold it for a markup when I went to Bali. And then it covered my whole uh, flight flight cost. Wow. Okay. How, how much that, that, does that 
usually cost like that, uh, that, that thing i think if i buy, buy in like bulk like 50 yeah it costs about six dollars and i sold sold it uh, over there i think for about three or four dollars per extra per tin so, oh okay yeah wow okay and and at that time how much was that the the flight ticket because you are able to actually sell so so i'm pretty sure you sold quite a lot of it until you can actually purchase that ticket <laughs> or yeah. else yeah you wouldn't <laughs> wow okay how, how just wondering like wow how, how much yeah. was that like so it's around i think around 340 or 350 dollars okay. for a return flight yeah I see. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure my audience, they they want to actually get to know you a bit better. So can you tell us a bit about your backstory on what led you to actually take that leap of faith into launching your own, own company other than reading, you know, Gary's book and going to bartending competition and you started to sell this item. And then after that, you what what other things that actually contributed to you becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, so I didn't actually uh, consciously like thought like since I was young or while I was NS, like that I had to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to do business, but uh, I saw an opportunity. Uh, I think in two thousand seventeen, of um, of like in in the market for customized cocktail experiences that are delivered to people's doorsteps through an e-commerce store. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that was how I started my own uh, journey into digital marketing as well as e-commerce. I see. Well, yeah. So how, how long did it take you to actually be, you know, able to fully function as an entrepreneur in, in having your own digital marketing and e-commerce store? Oh, um, uh, my own digital marketing company or yeah your own digital marketing company and, and you know starting out your own e-commerce stores and then and, and you know from there you grew and become you know cons i'm pretty sure you are you were consulting heaven lux and all these other brands oh, to help okay. them to, yeah, yeah how, how long did it take you to okay so from there i did the cocktail company for about one year okay i built uh after like I just closed down the business after breaking even because uh, there's too many aspects to an e-commerce company that I don't know. The only thing I know about is driving uh, online sales using digital marketing, using Facebook ads, Instagram ads. So uh, during that time as well, my father was in real estate and he also had a team. So whilst after coming out of uh, national service, I went to join his team and um, taught uh, his team of, I think, uh, about 100 people, uh, how real estate uh, agents themselves can use branding to differentiate uh, their services from other service providers as well. And as well as how to leverage like Facebook ads to drive more leads for themselves. So mm. after that, um, I found that a lot of people benefited from it and there was um, like there was a lot of demand for digital marketing and the skill set that I have at uh, back in 2017. So that's where I decided to start uh, Renown. Mm -hmm. And from then on, I slowly start to serve different e-commerce clients. 
and um, I think about a year and a half back, one of my clients uh, back at that time asked me to start Hoseki with him because we were driving great results for his company, H2Hub. Yeah, oh, so H2Hub. that's how okay. it all came about. Yeah, okay. Oh, nice. All right. Oh, H2Hub is, is also a, a really great brand and local brand in Singapore where they actually sell watches and some yeah. accessories as well. Um, wow. Okay. Nice. Wow. And well, this, this is something that, that is uh, really interesting. And we just have another uh, person who just came in, uh, Hisham. Okay. Nice. So yeah. Hi Hisham. All right. And, um, well, uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is actually Daryl. Daryl is a co-founder of Renown, which is a growth-focused digital marketing company that combines disruptive creatives, data-driven decisions, and fundamental business unit economics to actually turn struggling businesses into thriving brands. And Renown is also the sponsor for this episode of the Regacy Show. And it's really, really our honor to have them sponsoring us. And I just want to um ask you right that's uh daryl I, I i'm pretty sure there's a lot of ups and downs during your journey of entrepreneurship and you yeah. know helping all these brands so can you tell us one recent failure and what you've learned from it uh i think the big the biggest and like the best lesson that i've get gotten right from mm-hmm. was from the cocktail company back in 2017. so I think um, there's there are a lot of aspects, like I mentioned earlier, uh, to an e-commerce company. There is the supplier management, your logistics, the marketing, uh, customer service, and so many more. So mm-hmm. back then, I think I was too afraid of people stealing this novel idea I had uh, of selling cocktails online that uh, okay. I tried to do everything myself. And by trying to do everything myself, uh, it completely fell out of place. Like uh, I should have outsourced my packaging, the delivery. I should have worked with uh, different bars to bring this concept uh, using their existing resources. Because I think back in 2017, I was just a little boy. I probably mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of capital, didn't have a lot of connections. So okay. instead of being so selfish and trying to do everything myself, I should have shared. And then... Maybe this idea could have been um, a very big business during uh, the lockdown period because that was mm. what all the different bars turned to uh, in 2019 when it happened. Yeah, but then apparently you you went uh, you, you went to uh, shut it down because you thought that, hey, uh, probably I could start another business, I could do something else, and then uh, forgetting that F&B would need your services as much as your other businesses that you were actually growing and, and doing as, at the same time as well. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really a waste, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure you have actually learned from it and making sure that you do not commit the same mistake as before. And I'm pretty sure everyone who's tuning in right now would also learn from this uh, thing. And what, what about the success that you have during your whole entrepreneurial journey, other than the one that I've mentioned about Heaven Lux and, and Hoseki? Any, any 
other successes that you had along the way as well? Um, I think those are some of the uh, best uh, case studies that we've had with uh, so far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, slowly we are moving towards uh, serving other bigger clients. Mm -hmm. So uh, recently, I think there was a quite a big win for us. Uh, uh, I think a very big company uh, approached us because uh, they dropped one of the top four agencies uh, that were helping them run ads and we delivered better results than so it, it was like a David versus Goliath situation. Oh, and we okay. managed to uh, do better than the top one of the top four, which was serving them the previous year. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow, that that is incredible. That is I mean, the, the exact client. Okay. Well, this yeah. that's definitely in incredible. And, um, you know, in the at the start, we already said that um digital marketing, branding, these two things are like water for for businesses. It, it, it's something that is very important. So I'm pretty sure you have actually came across with brands that are successful and brands that are not really that successful. So can you tell us what is the difference between a successful e-commerce brand and uns the unsuccessful ones? I think uh, the difference between uh, the successful uh, brands and the not so successful ones uh, after being going through so many clients as well and meeting so many different business owners, I think uh, the main difference is where their focus and attention is. So I've noticed so many different founders uh, talking about uh, like about themselves and how great they are at the About Us page of their website. Hmm. Okay. That's not exactly wrong, but the about us page could be better used if they focus their attention on how they can better serve their target market, why they created the business, the purpose behind it, on how they plan to do things better than what it already is, instead of uh, talking about themselves. Yeah, yeah, so I think their main focus was a little bit different. They should be focused on the customer, how they can serve them better, and yes. how they plan to make their lives uh, an improved version by using their product. So not it's not necessarily wrong. And if you have a big following or you are an influencer creating a brand, I think talking uh, about the person behind the brand doesn't really bring much uh, impact to the business. Yeah, totally. I mean, like uh, if we want to have an about us page, we usually have to have just testimonials talking about us and then also at the same time a little bit backstory about our bio and then after that we have testimonials talking about us rather than we talk so much about ourselves or else you know people will think that we are very narcissistic and we kept boasting and, and praising ourselves but then there's no track record there's no there's no testimonials from people uh, which i found in your website in renounce website there's nothing much about you guys boasting about yourself, but more about your wins from your clients and your testimonials that they, they actually mentioned. I saw some lady and and they were talking great about your renowned services and, and features that you guys have provided and which is really 
good, which is better than, you know, that. And, and one of the things that actually contributes to a successful brand versus a unsuccessful brand. I think another factor that contributed from, uh, for the success of some of my clients as well, I think is uh, from the founder's leadership. A lot of them are very fast action takers. They, um, they implement our ideas really quickly and they are very open and flexible to changing things up. Mm. So some of the uh, businesses that we've worked with before, uh, uh, some of them are, might not be as uh, fast action takers and they might not be as flexible and this would, I feel, hamper their growth slightly and, and if they were, be, were to be more open uh, to new ideas, to make changes, as well as uh, to implement ideas quicker, I think their businesses will grow so much quicker. Mm, okay, totally. I mean, if the person is uncoachable, then all the more that business idea that you guys have, the strategy that you guys have actually proposed to them, uh, I'm pretty sure they, they wouldn't execute on them or they will just uh, listen and then after that, then they don't do anything and then next moment they blame it on the marketer or they blame it on their coach, their mentor and say, hey, come on, man, I've I've actually done, open inverted comma, your stuff, uh, but then it didn't work, but actually it's they themselves who did it differently and they could have done it better in a way. So that's why I'm pretty sure that some somehow rather a really unsuccessful brand or, or, or person per se is always in themselves. It, it's always because of themselves. It's not because of other ex external stuff. Yeah, sure. There's recession, there's, there's COVID-19, there's whatever, but ultimately the person that is not doing the job is the one who is going to suffer. And they are the ones who are causing themselves the success that they uh, they have been yearning for and they are actually wanting to achieve in, in that year or, or that month or whatsoever. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why uh, Hoseki is so successful right now and even uh, H2Hub is so successful right now is because of the above uh, things that you have actually mentioned, right? Number one, they do not boast so much about themselves. They don't just talk about themselves yeah. and their we founder page. The customers. Yeah, they think about the customers. They 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 care for themselves. Uh, they care for themselves and the customers themselves as well. And of course, they also uh, they they somehow rather apply whatever that has been shared to them. And any other things that you want to add on for this, the difference between successful and unsuccessful e-commerce brands. Mm, I think uh, that's the that's um most of what i've seen so far yeah oh that's okay yeah, all the right. similarities are that uh, i've also learned from a lot of my clients when oh. they are yeah like like what what have you learned from them oh like uh we snap i learned how important branding is then have a lux i learned about uh how he optimizes his back end how he works with uh, influencers there are many mm. different things and that causes the success of different uh, e-commerce stores, but I think the main thing that ties all of them together is that they have great leaders who are action takers and 
always um, willing to make changes and be flexible. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yep, and and I, I've I've spoken with Zinan the other time back then. Uh, he he was actually doing pretty well when I saw like oh he got a lot of influencers, uh, spreading the love of Heaven Lux the 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 brand and everything. It's like wow, it's amazing. And now I know yeah. you are the one who's behind it, driving him and his brand forward. And wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, and but it's a partnership. Uh. He has yeah. to be a great marketer as well. <laughs> true, true, true. That's why he hired a lot of beautiful influencers to actually market it out for him, right? And yeah. um, I, I want to ask you, what what is the most important thing brands need in order to get customers to convert, to buy from them? Hmm. I think that's a very good question. I think uh, it, it's all about trust right now. Like, trust. although everyone yeah, is using the internet, Everyone has a mobile phone. Every almost everybody has a Facebook account or Instagram account. Uh, mm-hmm. There are still a lot of scams going around, whether it be through email or through like malicious websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to ensure people have the confidence in your business enough to open up their wallet and like give you their money, you have to include a lot of trust elements into every single touch point of your brand. So from your website, uh, having like different reviews, testimonials, maybe including some uh, logos of different publications that um, have featured you or even on your social media pages, making sure your customers are tagging you, influencers are tagging you, and as well as on your ads, um, showing all of these like different customers that you have, the reviews, the testimonials, um, all to the co-audience so that they know uh, this cast, this company is trustworthy and they can um, open up their wallets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And, uh, deal with their money, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, I mean, trust is the most important thing. We, without trust, they wouldn't want to even buy from you, right? And they wouldn't want to actually get you to coach them, mentor them, or even to help them with their digital marketing and, and what whatever that that help that they need from you. So I'm pretty sure trust is very important. So aside from having testimonials and uh, great product and services, any other ways that they can actually build trust so that people can actually open up their wallets and, you know, pay you for your services and all? Oh, I mean, okay, typically I'm talking about e-commerce businesses, not so much. <laughs> service base oh, but okay yeah because those are our the clients that we serve typically they mm-hmm. are 90 uh, percent is e-commerce businesses so yeah we have to uh, these are they are, from my experience most of what i speak is for e-commerce uh people yeah okay and um, so um the other thing that i think they can try out is probably making their content more authentic and trying to run them as ads. So uh, maybe a customer's testimonial and influencers unboxing. It doesn't have to be very polished. And mm. as long as you f- it feels real, it feels authentic. There's a good chance that this ad will work out very well. Hmm. Okay. Understand. Yeah, I totally agree with you on this in terms of being authentic like getting your your customers or your 
influencers that you have actually gotten to to do the unboxing videos and all this other stuff they have to be they have to be authentic they can't be you know doing something flashy and and all but then after that when when you yourself actually receive the product it, it's so different from what you saw from the influencers then it's like yeah. hey what the hell it's it's a heaven and earth kind of uh, kind of comparison right so that's mm-hmm. why it's very important that you need orders to actually back it up for your branding and for even for people to trust you so that you can actually get your items your your, your e-commerce items going and especially when uh, photoshop is so prevalent now everybody knows it exists yeah so when you do a very highly polished and very nice image i mean that you have to have that but if you uh, don't have like real authentic elements sometimes it might be a bit hard to gain their trust in order to uh, sell it to them yeah totally this is very important i mean for those of you who are tuning in if you want to sell your item you want to sell anything online uh, even though photoshop is good but you got to be real you got to be authentic so that people will buy from you and they will even recommend their family their friends or their, even their clients to buy from you and and I, I would like to ask you is what are the strategies that struggling businesses can use in order to transform into thriving brands like Hoseki, like Nike and all this other stuff? I think uh, with the strategy aside, uh, I think the first and most important thing that I think all of them have to understand is to have uh, know their numbers inside out. So uh, oh, okay. what is like the cost of acquisition, the break-even return on expense, which is ROAS, earlier on mentioned. Yeah, what's the yeah. operation cost, shipping cost, and all that. So one example I can give you um, when I met with uh, another business owner last year was uh, when I had, when he came to me, I took a look at his ad account and for, he spent about a uh, hundred thousand already. Well, and it had yeah a spend a uh, return on expense of about about two hundred thousand. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty good ride. That's two x return yeah. on expense. Yeah, so it's in about hundred thousand, right? But after calculating his cost of goods, they they were actually making a loss. Okay. Yeah, there's one example, and it happened to I think more than ten different businesses that I've met in the past they thought they were making a positive return on expense but they didn't factor in the different costs of their product maybe their shipping yeah and then at the end of the day they are making a loss so i think before we implement the strategy we need to ensure that we get our numbers right uh before uh yeah so that if even if you implement the right strategy but you don't have your numbers right you can still be making a loss even with a positive ROAS. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, totally make your, make. you have to, I agree with you on that. Like if you don't get your numbers right, you definitely lose it out. Even if you have the best strategy around the world, uh, you can't even get to Nike's standard as well because you got all the numbers wrong. You, you got to... Uh, You'll be surprised some of them have been operating for two or three years already and they still don't know their numbers very well. Okay. Well, okay. And that's why they they need to to have a 
they need to actually count everything before they actually get it right. And even if they get an accountant to help them, all the more their numbers will be wrong because they are paying the accountant to help them and all this other stuff. And they will definitely be losing losing a lot of money as well, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, it, as as an entrepreneur, you need to know what, what are the things that is, you know, in terms of your cost-wise, what you need to pay for and what are the, what are the revenue that you have. Uh, how much you're going to minus off and then how much you're going to pay for yourself, how much you're going to reinvest in the business and et cetera, et cetera. It, this is not a, a like, um, I would say a child's play because there's a lot of money involved. And if you get it wrong, probably the first two years, three years, four years, you're still having negative in your bank account because you're paying off a lot of a lot of things. So that's why I, I'm pretty you know sure those people who are tuning in right now they wouldn't want to actually get the numbers wrong they would like to get it right and um any other thing other than getting the numbers right that you want to add on to to this mm, i think not really i think this was one of the most important things that's important things that stood out to me uh, when I came across the different e-commerce brands that I served. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Okay. Understand. And, you know, as we all know that digital marketing actually involves advertisements and the, these advertisements can be video ads, can be uh, or pictures in, 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 in photographs and newspapers or magazines and all, but we would like to actually dive deeper into videos. So what do you think, Daryl, businesses who are actually filling with video ads are actually doing wrong? Okay. Uh, I think there are many different forms of video ads, be it like uh, short form, long form, horizontal, vertical. Uh, but I believe no matter what the format is, I think the most important thing is uh, two different things. I think the f first is the hook, the basically the first three seconds of your video. You have to make sure it captures the attention of your ideal customer. Anyway, a fun fact uh, about, uh, about uh, social media is that uh, so they did the research about how much content an average person scrolls through on their mobile phone in a day. And can you guess like how like in meters, how much content a person scrolls through? Well, how much content they scroll through? Yeah. From just a tiny little, uh, the little, a phone. Uh, yeah, few, a few CM phone um well i well, 100 meters <laughs> yeah you're exactly right they oh, scroll wow. through about 90 to 100 meters of content and that's like about the same height as the statue of liberty can you imagine that just from a tiny little device <laughs> in, in a day right in a day in yeah a day. correct in a day okay in a day. wow yeah okay. and so you have to keep that in mind when you are trying to create your video ads, you have to really stick out and make someone stop scrolling within mm. the first three seconds of looking at your video. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like nowadays, our attention span is like a fish or even worse than a fish. It's like less than three seconds, one second only, right? Once yeah. we see something, hey, it's not it's not something that we want. Boom, we'll just scroll up or even scroll yeah. down to, to see other yeah. things. And, and it's I not stimulating with... enough. I think you can't get their attention. Mm. So I believe that's the reason why big brands like Under Armour, Nike, or even brands like uh, H2 Hub, for example, they are actually collaborating with influencers or even celebrities so that they can bring the eyeballs going. Like, hey, my favorite actor, local actor, Pierre Peng, for example, oh, he's wearing this watch, for example, right? And then yeah, after exactly. that, and then people will be like, oh, that's a Longines. Uh, he's representing Longines, for example, or or probably Justin Bieber, right? Or even Kelly Clarkson, for example. Or even uh, the latest guy that came into Singapore with a huge sensation, Jackson Wong, right? Yeah. So, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty pretty sure these are the things that can catch their attention more so than you know having uh, just uh, probably a, a random people on the street to actually post. Unless if that per- random person is really attractive or has something that is very unique and that person can draw the attention for this this brand, for example, right? Yeah. Or I think other uh, if you don't want to use like human, uh, you could do using, use very bright colors or fast paced motion graphics mm. uh, to capture their attention as well. Yeah. Okay. Or oh, fast yeah. paced motion or even pets, right? They can actually use uh, yeah. animals right. or... <laughs> Uh, yeah, recently, you know, uh, I think about sorry, sorry to cut you off. But I no, recent, recent, we called a very uh, fun ad that I did. I think about last year. Uh-huh. There was a gate. Uh, one of our clients, Livino, sells digital locks, gates, and doors. And uh-huh. I used a video of a cat overlaid uh, on the ad to sell a lot of their gates. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so simply by using, I mean, it's totally not relevant, but I just put a cat in front of the gate and then it got a lot of attention and eyeballs and helped to generate a lot of leads. Wow, that's yeah. smart. And I'm pretty sure those people who caught the attention are actually cat lovers in a sense. That's why they yeah, actually bought, exactly. bought the, the, the gate, the, the locks, right? Okay. Oh, that's nice. Wow. So... For those of you who are listening to us, you can actually use these examples for your advertisements. And you don't have to, if you find that paying influencers or celebrities is going to be a huge cost for you and you want to get your numbers right, then probably you can start with you know your own pet, for example, your pet turtle or your pet cat, uh, your dog, right? And, and even uh, fast motion pictures, which you don't have to pay so much unless if it's copyright uh mo- fast motion picture or whatsoever right so okay well nice well thanks for thanks for sharing this this these are really great value bombs that i'm pretty sure my audience will actually love it and and gonna apply them on their advertisements or their their, their video ads in, per se and I would like to ask you, right, what is one thing people can do right now to improve the results they are getting with their video ads? Hmm. Yeah. 
I think right now the best, uh, I think then the easiest way probably, because I think there are two two things that we're doing which are working very well for our e-commerce clients with regards to um, video ads. One is uh, mo like motion graphics, like anime animated videos. Okay. Uh, this, which is um, if you don't have the skill or an agency to help you do it, it's a little bit like costly or time consuming. And another one with, which is easier is probably to use um, a user generated content by your customers or by your influencers. Mm -hmm. So you can probably ne negotiate a deal with your uh, influencer to use their video and by just sponsoring your product. Okay. And, uh, these user-generated content, right, and videos, they are very authentic and real, like what we mentioned earlier. So uh, this can really help to build a lot of trust and at the same time capture the attention in the first three seconds by because they are seeing a face, maybe they recognize this person or um, they find them attractive. So this solves like two problems in one. First, we talk about the trust element. Second, yep. we talk about to capture people's attention within the first three seconds. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I think that is also one of the reasons why this uh, user-generated content, even though uh, it's not very high, a high polish, high production video, it can still help to sell your products through these user-generated content ads. Yeah. Mm, okay okay nice so it, it's it's just like uh like how pixar and all these other uh big motion picture brands they actually use this animations to actually get people to be attracted to this uh probably you know like when we watch movie and then they have all those trailers and pixar will will come up with some short clips for us to be entertained for a bit then after that we go into the actual movie that we're going to watch the, the actual uh animation that we're going to watch right so um okay i'm, I'm pretty pretty sure that uh, this is something that can draw the attention uh in terms of the animations as well and and uh i'd like to ask you right is it a good idea to actually invent new ad concepts or stick to the proven ones uh, okay yeah Sorry, did I cut you off? <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't cut me off. No worries. Oh, okay. So sorry. Uh, so I think um, having it's always good to find new marketing angles to target your different consumers. It's very okay. uh, similar to let's say uh, selling a house. So every buyer has a different need when they come to the same house for a viewing. And in order to sell the same house effectively to many different kinds of, of people, you have you will have to showcase the aspect that of the house which is most relevant and important to the buyers. Mm. So let's say your house okay. is your product and the buyer is, I mean, someone scrolling online. So for example, if like um for going back to the house example, for example, if a mom and dad with kids came by to take a look at the prop property or the house you probably um, as the seller tell them about how close it is to the nearby schools or whether there are any like renowned schools nearby that their kids can um, gain an advantage in getting into and then 
for if a single guy comes in you maybe you want to highlight that there are different communities or very vibrant communities nearby or even if there are different like bars or clubs that they can head to it with just a few like minutes walk mm-hmm. so with different target customers you will want to find different uh, um, aspects of your product to showcase it to them but if but that's like very experimentative for what we recommend for our clients right if they are just starting out new um, they will probably need to uh, establish their evergreen ads uh, with proven concepts first so that they can continue to drive revenue and traffic consistently before they invent new ways or new tactics or find creative strategies that is very high risk but also very high reward mm, okay then do you have any example of your own where you actually helped your clients with this with this aspect Oh yeah, so whenever a brand comes to us, we typically will have a framework of the ads that are, ad structure and types of ads that already work for so many of our clients. And then we'll basically just implement it specific to their product, to their target market. And once we have something going, the purchases are coming in consistently then we will explore new and exciting different ways to uh, market their product and stand up from other competitors. Mm. Yeah, so okay. I feel like one is a foundation and the other one is to build your skyscraper. Yeah, totally. The foundation for video ads, like the basic ones, and then after that, you you when it's time for you to innovate, then you innovate with certain things, right? So what was the most innovative video ad that you have ever done for your clients sorry come again uh, what was the most innovative video ads you have ever done for your clients uh, just wondering oh. uh <laughs> it was a uh, quite a funny one i think it was for oh. heaven lux where i think one of their uh it, like one of the customers of ugc that they had had a woman like moaning like she was like gonna lie down on the bed and it sounds like a moan that, uh, okay yeah you were here at the wrong places so we used that in okay. the first three seconds of the video and then wow that gen that that video did so well wow okay yeah. <laughs> okay but after a while you got shut down by facebook for like um i think they flagged it's it explicit, uh. oh, oh it's <laughs> explicit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think maybe a few people uh, were were scrolling on their phone in public and with their sound on. <laughs> oh yeah, most likely, or probably kids, yeah. teenagers were actually browsing, and then they they got a earful from their parents because of that moaning sound, <laughs> which is meant meant for just uh, you know for for heaven lux uh, advertisement, but they thought they are watching porn, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty unfortunate. Uh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> very know, funny I mean, and. Uh, one of the most memorable ads I did. Okay, nice. Okay, wow. Then, then um, I'd like to ask you, right, is that what advice could you give to anyone wanting to break into your side of the digital marketing industry? Hmm. 
That's a great question. Uh, if you want to become like a media buyer or marketer like myself, uh, serving like online businesses or helping businesses uh, drive more uh, revenue online, I think there's a lot of companies hiring for digital marketers right now. Uh, would be to learn from like the free courses that are available uh, from Meta, which was known as Facebook and as well as yeah. Google. I think they offer a very good uh, foundational courses for how to operate uh, ads on their platform. And if you have the budget, I feel like you could go attend uh, different uh, classes or even marketing conferences because I'm sure with just a $500 like ticket to a marketing conference, you'll meet so many great marketers and learn so yeah. much more than maybe uh, $20,000 uh, university marketing diploma or something like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, um, the platforms change so fast, even um, uh -huh. for like Meta, Facebook, right? Uh, what used to work one year ago doesn't work now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, whatever that's on textbook doesn't mean that it will work this time around because the textbook is not revised every every month or, or whatever. It's like in yearly basis or, or two years or whatever. And and whatever that is new in the market, you won't be learning from, from school. you got to learn from your jobs, your internships and all this other stuff. Then you get get all the knowledge that you want. And and last time when I when I first attended this um, conference it's called brand minds asia i'm not sure did you go that's where uh, gary v and many other top renowned um i would say speakers and uh i would say they're pretty big in their brands they they were there to actually speak and share so that that's where you know i i learned a lot of stuff about branding a lot a lot about digital marketing through this because gary v was there to to speak so that's that's where i got a lot of insights and got to even ask him question on, on the spot as well. Um, that, that was way before I actually interviewed him on my podcast. So oh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really stoked to actually, when, when you actually mentioned to, to ask to, you know, go for conferences and all, uh, which is going to be really beneficial for people. And, and of course, uh, I would like to ask you, like, what, what are the best... I would say one of the best books that you've read that has influenced you to uh, in, to, to this data in terms of digital marketing and branding. Uh, I think uh, starting out definitely, I think Gary V is one of the best people to follow. He's a great market marketer generally. Yeah. But if you want to dive deeper into a direct response, uh, which I am very passionate about, I think it will a great book is called Breakthrough Advertising. Oh, who is that? Who is that? Uh, who's the author? Breakthrough uh, advertising. Sure. Uh, it's by uh, Eugene Swartz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. One of the best copywriter uh, that ever lived. Yeah, he, okay. I think he's not around anymore, but uh, there's oh, someone yeah. else still. Uh, his, his book is still available uh, digitally. Okay, Eugene Swartz, S-C-H-W-A-L-T-Z, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I believe... Have uh, you read you know, the book? What, what are some books that uh, you love about marketing? Uh, 
well, marketing definitely uh, by Gary V. Uh, Jeb 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 Right Hook <laughs> is one of the best uh, so far, and and of course uh, Seth Gordon is is really one oh, of the yeah. the, 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 the key yeah one of the key founders in in marketing and branding itself. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Seth Gordon is uh, somebody that I would like to have on my podcast as well. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I look yeah, forward that, to that. That would be, be cool. Yeah. And, and his book, like, This is Marketing, uh, You Can't Be Seen Until You Learn to See, is it, really interesting. And Purple Cow uh, is one of the best. And then another one that I, I really recommend is one of my past guests whom uh, still... Uh, looking still look out for me in a sense uh his name is steve sims he is uh, the guy for uh i would say he is the guy to go for when you want to actually go and hang out with sir richard branson for example or when you want oh, to have wow. sir elton john to be on your on, on your wedding day for example to sing okay uh for example or andrea Pacelli. so he's the he's a go-to guy for luxury concierge so he oh. gives you a lot of very interesting experiences and and um, i'm pretty sure that you guys will love him a lot his his book is called blue fishing so you guys could can check it out it's it's yeah. definitely one of the the, the go-to guide books that you have but of course you know tonight it's not so much about me it's more about daryl so he has shared so much with us and i'm really grateful for all the value bombs the golden nuggets that he has shared with us so now, as we are actually coming to the end of the podcast, I would like to ask you a few more questions, all right? So, yeah. Daryl, imagine this. You suddenly lose everything, your money, your reputation. So what will you do from day one to day 30 to save yourself? Oh, that's a very challenging question. Uh, let me think about it. I think the uh, number one, I will probably have to make sure that I can eat and somewhere to stay. Uh -huh. Probably like do I'll still have my skill set, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You you yeah, you, you still have your more, like, yeah, you still have your yeah, skill set. Yeah. To, um, 12 a.m. to cover my meals, maybe uh cover my accommodation. Okay. And then from let's say in the day from 9 a.m. all the way to like 6 p.m. Or probably look to look for different opportunities, whether it be in sales or maybe flipping different products. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you'll be working and you'll be flipping flipping things on online. <laughs> yeah, probably. Recently, I think I went to Tantong Singh Hospital and I found a book actually. It was quite interesting, and then I took a look at the price. And then just for some reason, I went to check it out on Amazon for how much it is. So it was only like $5 at Tantok Singh. And it was selling on, on Amazon or something for like, uh, I think close to $20, maybe $18. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's the okay. first place I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure... Uh, you know, uh, this bookshop, I think it's called Ren Yi or something, right? They, oh, I guess yeah. It's, yeah, this Chinese bookstore in Singapore, they are actually selling uh, way affordable stuff in there and you can find a lot of treasures and, and, and all inside there. I'm really struggling, right? I think yeah. I have no so, choice but to go there. Yeah, or, or, you can actually, or you can actually go to 
this place, uh, OCBC Bank. Some mm-hmm. OCBC banks, they're actually selling books inside there. And the oh. books I found, like for example, Tony Robbins' Money, uh, the, the book Money Game, uh, the, 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 the book on money, it's, it's only selling at 5 to $10 and it's brand new. Whereas mm-hmm. when you buy in Kinokuniya or Popular, it's like 20 to $30. Oh. So, so it's, it's definitely a, a treasure to to to, to actually uh, find in OCBC Bank. Uh, yeah. Apparently, banks sell books, right? Uh, and, in and Singapore, this one is, we don't have uh, garages yeah, uh, flip, right? Like Gary yeah, we do not have that. Unfortunately, <laughs> we do not have that. Uh, man, how how I wish we have this uh, garage garage sales, uh, like what yeah. Gary B always do in US and all. Wow. Mm. Okay, so. So this, I'm pretty sure, you know, it, it will be something of a struggle when you first start out to actually um, s- sell, to flip, and also at the same time to work, uh, you know, until until very late at night so that you can actually uh, start back up again. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure, you know, for those of you who are tuning in, you might consider this footstep or you might consider other what other guests have actually mentioned, like they will go to their networks, they will go to networking events, they will go and uh, uh, network with the other people from other other places, They went, or they will go to another country to start fresh and things like that. Oh, so it's all idea. up to you guys. Yeah, it's all up to you guys who are tuning in to actually try it out, to, to give it a shot. And I would like to ask you, Daryl, what's next for you and Renown and Hoseki? Oh, I think it's quite simple for Renown is probably to continue to scale our clients and then mm-hmm. to find more of such uh, e- e-commerce businesses with great products, but they are stuck uh, because uh, they are not that great with digital marketing. Yep. And hoping to okay. hopefully we can reach out to them, scale them from six to seven figures, like how we've done for all our other clients. And mm-hmm. for Hoseki, I think next year we're gonna aim big. We're gonna try to hit uh, between three or five millions in, in revenue next year. Three or five million. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, look, we're really looking forward to that. And for those of you who do not know, Hoseki is actually a brand. A local brand that actually deals with jewelry, which is really nice bracelets, and these bracelets have a lot of, uh, um, I would say, so, like those uh, stones and all this other stuff, and some yeah. very if nice. If you believe in feng shui, I think you will like yeah. what we because um, it's a like modern interpretation of uh, the the very traditional practice of there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really stoked and I'm really looking forward to that, uh, to actually see your company, Hoseki, and even Renown to actually grow even massively and scale it up. And, uh, well, I mean, with that, I would like to thank each and every one of you who have been tuning in, be it from Iceland, uh, from Singapore, US, India, and so on and so forth. Thank you so much for tuning in this live session with us. And also at the same time, Daryl, thank you so much for yeah. taking up your time to actually come here to, to share a lot of insights and a lot of things with us. So uh, Daryl, can you share with us, where can my audience find you uh, or 
or you know your companies and all if they want to get you for your services as well uh you can find me uh uh on linkedin daryl d-a-r-y-l space k-o-h daryl co or you can go to my instagram underscore daryl co as well or even my uh, website uh, renown r-e-o-u-n dot digital mm, okay and all right i do a call with me there if you're really interested to talk about uh, marketing okay cool cool and for those of you who are interested in marketing or want to scale up your businesses through his digital marketing services you can go to that the website and that website is actually in the caption of our podcast you can go and check it out and go and get a call with him and who knows you'll be able to partner up with one of locals best digital marketing and probably you are able to even scale up with this digital marketing agency renowned all right so with that i'd like to wish everyone a great evening ahead and of course for those of you who are tuning in from us and other parts of the world have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode of the Regacy show take care see ya bye-bye Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time like, comment and share this episodes out to your people to your family your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the Regacy show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you all right so with that i would like to thank you once again see you and stay tuned for another episode of the Regacy show